Well, it's nice to be able to reach out from Father's Church here in Dallas to our Saints Network family on this first Wednesday night live of the new year. And we, uh, we were absolutely delighted to be able to share some time in prayer together leading up to this, um, this study in the Word tonight. And um, it, it's just really a wonderful thing to be able to pray together with the saints. And, um, you know, there's no, there's no feeling like it. And we're, we're really happy to be able to share that together. So from here at our house, we, we bless each of you and we thank you for tuning in. And uh, we're going to study the word tonight that's uh, it's going to be about our spirit and how it relates to God. And while you are perusing your outline, uh, it should be available to you online, I want to make an announcement about uh, the coming seminar that's going to be here in Dallas in March. And... Um, you're going to be seeing advertisements about this and some emails about this, but the title this year, in this year of wisdom and revelation, is Wisdom. And um, we're, we're looking forward to being able to welcome um, uh, so many of you. And a lot of folks from other nations are going to be here. Uh, we're going to, be, uh, going to be welcoming a lot of Elisha's here and we've got some some really tremendous organized children's ministry this year because there's gonna be a lot of little kids milling about and that's going to be a lot of fun and so um, we are we're really anticipating this and we we want to remind you to make your your plans and don't miss out on what God is going to be doing I have been spending a lot of time in this past month writing. It's been a long time since I've written anything. And um, I, it felt good to be able to, to express a lot of things that the Father has been revealing to us over these past 18 months or so. And um, as I was writing about grace, this this book that I'm putting together is called A Little Space of Grace, which comes from Ezra's words there at the River Ahava where they were preparing for the journey back to Jerusalem, the second wave of people coming back to Jerusalem. And um, as I've been writing about grace, it's just been very inspiring to me to see the way that God is... Um, has been training us in the spirit of grace. It's a partnership with him. And so many phenomenal revelations of his word uh, just kind of folded upon one another. And as I was writing them, I was just rejoicing in the Lord for the things that he has not only shown us, but the, the ways that he's revealing his partnership with us. And... Um, one of the things that we've recognized, two things that, that really stand out, is the connection between grace and wisdom. And we talked about that on this past Sunday morning. 
but grace really is the foundation for wisdom and um, if you if you're just receiving wisdom uh, and you're not partnering with God in grace to what end is the wisdom and so um, I believe that the father has really worked to establish a, a deeper foundation in grace with us so that what he's going to be releasing in this year of wisdom um, will, will not topple over. The foundation is sure, and the way that God can pour his wisdom among us and to us and through us is, is, is going to be that much richer because of the grace that, he has been, uh, that he's been leading us in. And with that wisdom, um, the, the, the words about diasis and prosuke, the words about uh, tepila and uh, palau um, and tahunam, you know, those Old Testament, New Testament supplication and revelatory prayer for declaration and assertion, those, those things are just phenomenal. Uh, as a as a uh, not as a base because grace is the base but as a uh, a a way through which the wisdom of God can process you know God speaks to us in a lot of different ways you know he 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 gives us his rhema word he he communes with us in sweet ways he gives us words of wisdom and he speaks to us through fivefold, through interpretation of visions and dreams. He uh, he speak, communicates to us through angels. Sometimes he gives an audible word to us. Sometimes there's just a knowing. But the the way God speaks to us in grace is different from any of those. It just is. It's like it's like. Uh, an artesian well that comes out of the base of our spirit and you suddenly recognize in your commune with the father your partnership with him that he's telling you things that can only be received and can only be fully interpreted and applied through that partnership and grace and that is such a rich feeling it's such a it's such a profound thing and he's been leading us as a network through the understandings of those types of processes uh, for, what, over a year now. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's been such a careful and a, a very, um, very caring way, tender way that the Father has put piece by piece taught us this. But I, I, I believe this, too. I, I feel, you know, that the Godhead is, is active, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the Spirit of God moves in us through uh, our interpretive capacities. He moves through us in, um, in the ways that uh, we glean and perceive and the, the way that Jesus leads us and his, his instruction about uh, things that we that we do and how he's standing with us in our terio and how he he ministers 
in that gap. Now, that's a wonderful thing, but the Father is the one that is guiding us in this appropriation of grace um, because it's a partnership with him. It is a partnership with him. And so he is instructing us as a father would his children. And we've gone through processes uh, very much akin to the book of Hebrews where it says the father loves his children. And whoever he's loving, he's chastening. And if you don't endure chastening, you aren't really, you don't really have a father. You are, you are, and the scripture says this, you're bastards. You, you don't have a father. And so I've, I've felt things over these past several months, and particularly during this fasting time, where it's just been, I know it's the father. He's been going back through things in, in my past. He's been going back through decisions that I made with him. He's gone back through different areas that we walked through in our pathway of righteousness with God. And there's been that, there's been that refining even of those ways. And, um, and I know that's the Father. And I know it's to get us ready for this for this push, this 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 uh, this uh, two-minute warning push, uh, we've been being prepared for all these years. We've been partnering with God, and now there's going to be breakthrough, and we have to be ready for that. So, the firming up of grace, the Father revealing things, um, Him being present, inhabiting this house. Um, is is really a wonderful it's a wonderful thing and you know i remember when we first started in this pathway it began with fasting it was the general church kind of fasting in so many ways because i didn't know how else to i didn't know how else to instruct the congregation about fasting you know i was fasting and um through that summer, from the spring through the summer, uh, I was just fasting. And, you know, a lot of the old ladies from the senior adult group would come up and they were concerned that I was sick in some way and they'd give me all these green powders and things to drink. And, you know, it was really funny and I'd have to spend a lot of time every week convincing them that I was okay. And um, then Bob Crouch would buy me suspenders and you know, there were all kinds of crazy things, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't crafty enough to make people think I was super spiritual. I was doing it because I, I really initially thought God was going to move me and my family out of here. And then, then it wasn't that, and I said, well, okay, if, if you're not moving me, then you've got to change not only me, but you've got to change this place because... I know that's what you're doing this for. And, you know, the people would fast every now and then. I'd say, okay, we need to fast on this day, or we need to fast on this day. Why are we fasting? And I said, it's because we want to see God move here. Okay, we're for that. And everybody had their idea of what that meant, you know. Maybe it was people were going to come in and get saved, or maybe people were going to get healed, or maybe we were going to have some kind of a meeting where everybody felt a thrill. 
you know, that's everybody has their own idea about what it means in the general church for God to move. But really, we were asking for something that none of us envisioned. And when it happened, it was truly the impartation of what would become the walk of the saints. And, you know, God gave us, you know, there were three things that happened a lot in those first few months. One was that people were praying in diversities of tongues and they just wanted to pray, which was refreshing. The second one was that um, we were all, um, many people had that ma'a pulse going on in their, in their belly. And that was, that was very interesting. And I was thankful for that because that, uh, that led me to look into the scripture to figure out what it actually was. And through that, we were able to determine that it was the base of our spirit and that it was, it was the reception of something from God that would be, it was the base of our productivity and um, that it was really us receiving and partnering with God in a way that allowed our spirit to commune with him. The third thing that everybody was doing was laying on their face and praying, which was very troubling to a lot of the old timers in this church because they were used to either people kneeling or uh, doing a quick Hail Mary and out the door. So for people to be laying on their face, praying in tongues, wanting to be here all the time, and then people doing these strange manifestations, the, the most important of them was that pulse of the, you know, the, of the, um, it's a little lower than the solar plexus, but you know what I mean. And so trying to explain all these things and preach these things from the pulpit was really weird because you're talking something that God revealed from his word. You're talking what God is pouring into this place, but a great portion of the people think you're preaching from Lenin's, Lenin's Red Book, you know, <laughs> the, Marx, the Marxist dialogue um, and uh, Das Kapital, you know, and they're, they're thinking, he's not preaching the word, you know, it's just going on. And, I'm, uh, and something, it was back when I had to turn my face to the wall and look at the wall and look at angels because I couldn't hardly look at, at a lot of the people because I knew that they were rejecting what God was saying. But the strange thing, though, was that those three things, praying in diversities of tongues a lot, feeling this pulse in your belly, and laying on your face, those were the three constants. And, and I, I really believe that that was, that was the way God was initiating us into this partnership with him. And we then began to develop in and our understandings of a lot of these things as we prayed. And um, we recognized that God was developing us as sons. And, and commensurate with that was this idea of the saints. And, um, you know, um, it, was just, it was just very interesting the way the Father was leading us. But I want us to begin by looking on this sheet at the very last passage in John 4 on the sheet and John 4 21 through 24 this is the woman at the well and uh, Jesus said unto her woman believe me 
The hour comes when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that proskuneo before him must proskuneo in spirit and in truth. That's, this is this signature passage where all those proskuneos are there. And notice what he says in this, in this verse 24. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must, you know, all these are proskuneo, must proskuneo in spirit and in truth. God, you, you can argue this point if you were discussing it, that if you're not proskuneoing in spirit and in truth, according to the words of Jesus, how are you relating to God? Because he says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must, must. That's a big four-letter word. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, I just kind of believe that the must there is a requirement. And, you know, I, we know that God loves everybody, and we know that God, God appreciates all of his children. So I'm not saying that no other kind of love goes before him. But if you're really wanting to commune with God as his seven spirits, then you're going to have to proskuneo, and you're going to have to do so. You're praying through your spirit, and you're going to have to be willing to follow him in his truth. Um, you remember grace and truth came through Jesus. And um, we, uh, we are to be following his truth. And those hidden things that God is revealing... That's what happens when your spirit, which is born again through the blood of Jesus, seeks after God in the way that proskuneo represents. The Bible says that God searches. We just read it. God seeks for those who will proskuneo before him and who will do it in spirit. Now you say, well, could that not mean his spirit? Could that not mean the Holy Spirit? Well, if you think about that, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Why would God, who is the Holy Spirit, want the Holy Spirit worshiping him? Think about that. Why would God be worshiping himself? That doesn't make any sense. So then you move up to the scriptures that here in the, in the center. And 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit praise but my understanding is unfruitful my spirit praise and your spirit that spirit that is at that ma'a place that which was given by god that gives you life but also is kind of like his deposit in you for what you are to be doing in this life when you die just as jesus did you're giving up the spirit it's going back to God. And you say, well, isn't that 
your spirit isn't that who you are well it wasn't who jesus was because when that went back to god jesus went somewhere else and we know where he went he went to paradise and he preached to the captives there and so if if the spirit was who he was then who was that down there as a as a human that had a mind had a soul had a heart he was there preaching as a sinless sacrifice he was wrongfully sent there and when god recognized after three days that the prophecy was fulfilled and jesus was going to lead captivity captive the resurrection the resurrection occurred and um, somehow the lord took those folks up to paradise and then he came back down and we we've we've read that we we see that in scripture so that deposit of the spirit that becomes born again uh, what you do with that is is what matters in life and you need to cause your mind to submit to what god's doing there in spirit you need to cause what your spirit is doing to cause your mind to submit and that needs to form the basis of what your heart believes because with the heart man believes and confession is then made and victory comes but out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so really we have those characters going on we have a mind we have a heart we have emotions we have this spirit within us that is born again and uh, every person has that or they wouldn't have life we studied that through the old testament so but but when we become born again then our we we supposedly are hopefully redeemed to the father and then the process of how we begin to hear from him and move with him and fulfill what it is that he's wanting to do while we're on this earth uh, we follow that deposit of his spirit in us our mind begins to think the things of god and got to watch it because it's going to try to be at enmity with that and you you need to cause that to submit to what the spirit is doing in your spirit and your heart needs to then be your heart needs to be formed to to allow god's spirit to be in control and to cause your mind to serve that and to fuel your heart so that as you believe then you become that you speak out of that but when we pray in the spirit our spirit prays which is very interesting which is why when we were pulsing in diversities of tongues and really being a, in so many ways a first fruits of that for this generation you know your spirit was going wacky because well it wasn't going wacky it was just really on overdrive and um and you know i i think that you know we were able to birth something we were able to to release that but you think about what um what happens when your spirit prays first corinthians 14 2 for he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto god so that deposit of the spirit in you is speaking to the father and no man understands him but he's speaking 
howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysterion. So you're talking to your that spirit is talking to the Father. Now, what is that spirit? Now, of course, it's God. Uh, this is this is confusing in our natural mind, but it's not. It's like the deposit. It's the earnest of the spirit. Remember that verse? We have the earnest, the deposit of the spirit within us. And an earnest is always a, de- a down payment. It's something that you pay for something that you want to own or something that you want to experience that's yours. And, you know, you put earnest money down on a property or on, a, on something that you're buying. That's a deposit for what's coming. And God said that the earnest of, of the Spirit is in us. So that deposit of the Spirit is God. It's going back to God. But he's put that here for you. And um, it's a, it's in, in so many ways, it's, a, it's an earnest. It's what God wants to fulfill through you. And you, you can't do it in your own strength, not by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. There's, there's that, that spark of God in you, and it becomes born again through the sacrifice of Jesus. It, it's now alive in spirit and in truth. And um, God wants to begin to work the development of that in you. So you're praying in the Spirit. You're speaking to God, the Father. You're praying musterion, which is what's he doing next? What's he revealing next? What's happening next? Jude verse 20 says, You beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. They threw most in there, but it's just hagias. Your, the, the hagias pistas, the hagias faith, what you're gaining at the right hand, praying in conjunction with the Holy Ghost. Why did the Holy Ghost, why was that dimension of God's seven spirits given at Pentecost? Because that was the way God moved upon people in the Old Testament. That's how he would come upon champions to do a saintly work. And God wanted to call all of his church to be saints. You know, God, God wanted everybody to be functioning in that hagias restorative capacity. And so um, we are, we are we're devoted to that work, but it's, it's always something that is in conjunction with the ways of God. And, um, um, but you build yourself up. You build, you develop, you, you, you cause that, um, that edification, that oikodome. You cause that to be being built up. What's being built up? Your spiritual muscles or, or your, your understanding? No, it's the development of that earnest. It is what God wants to keep doing through you so that when, when you come to the end of this life you can say as jesus did it is finished and i now i commit my spirit into your hands what why did he say that are we to be like jesus what was finished the work the father sent him to do that's what was finished and he committed that to the father's hands because he was partnering with the father just as you are And so one day we're going to be before God 
It's appointed all, to all of us to have a certain amount of time here, and then we're with him. And we're going to have to come before him and say, I commend my spirit to your hands. You put it there. This has been the driving spark for me to be able to partner with you because I can't commune with God as spirit unless I do it in spirit and truth. And you knew that. So it, you, you don't want just a bunch of soulish people. You want somebody who's operating in what you want them to be in eternity. So we're going to commit that to the hands of the Father, and hopefully we'll say, it is finished. We've done that work you've called us to do. That's the, that's the goal. That's the objective. But praying in these gifts of unknown tongues, our spirit is praying. We're communing with the Father. We're speaking the mysterion, the ongoing revelation of what he's wanting to do. We're seeing that earnest of the spirit built up into uh, a saint before the right hand of the throne of God. This is what God wants. And this is what's been happening in, in you. This is what's been happening in all of us. But now God is pronouncing it in a very dynamic way. Now, the first verses on this sheet we talked about several months ago, both in Philemon 1.25 and Galatians 6.18. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. And brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. You know, Jesus, what is he doing right now? You know, he, grace and truth came through him. The Bible says that he's, he is established at the right hand of the Father. But he's, he's our elder brother, and he stands with us here in our terio. Jude says that. Uh, he never leaves us or forsakes us. He's guiding us. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the breaker that goes before us on behalf of the parets that we've offered. But the Bible also says that he redeems us to the Father, and he ever lives to make intercession so that we will accomplish the will of God. And that's what Jesus is doing. So when we say what these two scriptures says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Jesus knows, you know, it says that the spirit searches all the inward parts of the belly, that he is looking all through there to see that what God has deposited in you, you a, a token, an earnest of your identity. Um, Jesus is praying for the grace of God, that partnership with God, and you to be growing and developing and moving forward. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. That is a wonderful thing. And it's not just once, it's twice. And the very last scripture of the Bible, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. I mean, Jesus is still the one who brings grace and truth. And we are, we need that in our spirit. <laughs> we, we need that work because he's standing with us. He's redeemed us to the Father. He is at the right hand of the Father. He's ever living to make intercession so that we will accomplish the will of the Father. He is, uh, he is our our Prince of Peace. He's the one that's at the head of the army. 
he he's he's all those things but we want his grace and we want him to supervise that grace in our spirit so there's a lot going on in you and i I just i'm just touching on these few things over the weeks we've talked about a lot of different verses but it's this is not some spooky thing that's in some random verse that we're trying to force into a square peg out of context this is 101 this is the secret of the kingdom this is why you're on earth this is why jesus came and um you know he could have said may the grace of the lord jesus christ be upon your mantle may it be upon your head may it surround you in strength and may you rise up and run through a wall no it says in your spirit may the grace of the lord jesus christ be with your spirit that place that the father must be communing with when you proscuneo so that you can partner with him in truth not what we just read god is spirit and if you're not functioning in that you're missing big part of who you are and you think about that if you know if you just quote this verse and you you translate in the words we know um the 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 those who proscuneo after truth will proscuneo the father in spirit and in those things that have been hidden and aren't hidden because the father seeks such to proscuneo before him and god is a spirit and they that proscuneo before him have to do it in spirit and in truth if you said that in in a regular church they'd think you were nuts because for them i used to be one of them spirit and truth means that you're preaching the word and you're doing it with gusto all the spirit was on him today man he was on fire and you know what they're really describing is somebody that is doing a good job under the anointing at what they're called to do but that's not what spirit and truth is Um, so father's looking for that and he's given us a gift that that just absolutely has revolutionized our life but it's moving out of that born-again spirit in us and um, jesus the grace of jesus is is to be with our spirit and i believe that you know we wouldn't understand a lot of this right now had we not been privileged to be doing a lot of these things in our innocence for years and if we had not over the years in a line upon line precept upon precept way been learning these things from the scripture Uh, we wouldn't know without that experience and without that revelation of the word we wouldn't be in a position to be able to say what we're saying tonight but i just know that um, god loves you all very much and um, the father is about to move on this earth in ways that our prophetic the end end time scriptures are beginning the scrolls are beginning to unfurl and we're seeing things happen geopolitically and in the nations that
that are just uh, setting the stage for what um, what we've been being trained to, to pray about. Um, today, I I made it a point to watch the president's speech, and he's you know I don't know if you saw it or not, but he was addressing what happened yesterday um, with uh, the Iranian missiles. Um, and I, I thought he I thought he shared great restraint, which for him is something. Because you know he was thinking, look at these dummies. <laughs> you know that's what he was thinking. They fire all these missiles and they don't they don't do anything. <laughs> the four of them don't even make it. You know, you you know he knowing him, he would be thinking that stuff. And he probably said it, hopefully he didn't say it, because there'd been somebody that was a whistleblower that they'll say, oh, he said these horrible things, let me tell you. But anyway, he's standing there, and he's got those generals behind him and admirals, and, you know, he's got um, Pompeo and the other guys that are up there. And, and I'm watching this, and I'm praying in the Spirit, and I'm, I'm trying to apply with all of my might what the Scriptures tell us to do to offer prayer and supplication for those who have ruler over you and I'm asking on behalf of our nation that we will be positioned squarely where the father wants us to be and that we will do exactly according to his eternal timetable what what God has ordained and I was asking that the Lord would just cause there to be an anointing whether you call it the Cyrus anointing or whatever you call it upon our president and upon those men and women, and uh, I didn't see any women standing up there, but there are a lot of women that, that speak uh, into the government there uh, and have key roles. But um, I was really trying to apply what it, what, it, what it is that God tells us we're supposed to be doing with this prosuke and this, this uh, deasis. And um, I, I, you know, we're... We're praying a lot for things that are going on in many different nations. And the theaters of operation that God is opening up for the saints is just profound. But, you know, I, I just know that we have to keep praying for uh, our, our leader that we don't get crossways with the timing of the Lord. And, you know, I'm just going to say this. As most, just about everybody's listening believes this stuff anyway, so I hope I don't trigger anybody, but I don't really care. Um, I know that one of the reasons this nation is enjoying the blessing it's being blessed by is because we have taken a stand to be, um, to be the defender of Israel. And, and I know that. And, um, and I, I'm, I, you know, as, as I was hearing today, um, you know, we have the strongest military and the economy's booming and we're oil, we're independent, uh, we're the largest producer and we don't really need to be over there anymore, which in my lifetime, I've never heard anybody say that. Remember when Jimmy Carter got crossways with Iran and they were doing everything they could to him? You remember how gas prices shot up? 
I remember I, I was just a young feller, and I, there were up in, up in the state of Missouri, and there were lines, long lines, to get, you were limited to four gallons of gas up there. And um, I remember that. So to hear a president now say, you know, we don't need this. NATO needs to step up. God's blessed this country. And it's not just because Donald Trump is a good businessman or whatever it is that he is. And I do appreciate the things that he's done for Christians. I appreciate the things that he's done in the Supreme Court. I appreciate the things that he's done for Israel. I appreciate the things that he's done to restore religious re liberties. And, and these are all things that were not happening before. And I'm not speaking from e any, either political party. I'm speaking as a Christian, and I'm grateful for that. But it's God's blessing. And we need to stay right in the center of that. And we need to be praying for what's going on in Israel because Netanyahu is in the crosshairs. And, you know, I, I, we're not worshiping Israel, but I am praying for, as God said, for whatever he wants for the end time to be done. And there are a lot of voices that the enemy's putting out there to try to do all kinds of things that are just heinous, just demonic. And um, I, I know that God is turning those things for the good if we just look for the for the silver lining in them you know i'm believing that this business that's gone on with the methodist church that god is going to somehow stir first of all those ones that are that are saying we want biblical principles we want what we what we know god says in his word i'm praying that god's going to just release that holy roller Methodism into them. I mean, that's what happened. That's why I'm Pentecostal, because my grandfather was a circuit-riding Methodist preacher in Virginia and West Virginia, had eight churches in his circuit, and uh, they were all spirit-filled. They were all, they were the holy rollers. They, they, they saw things in the spirit. They sang in the spirit. They danced before the Lord. It was an amazing thing. That was what happened in the Methodists in our country when they first started moving and ministering to the Indian tribes and doing those things that the Moravians helped to spark in, in John Wesley and then his brother Charles. So I'm believing that God can rekindle those wells. And, um, and you know, we bless, we bless the other Methodists too, but... We've got to be looking for the things that God is bringing forth and know that God's sowing them, uh, sowing these seeds into those places. But, you know, I was faithful when I was hearing the president talk today. And, I, I, and again, I'm not touting him. He does a lot of things that I wish he didn't do. And I know you feel that way too. But I, I do know that he surrounded himself with a lot of Christian leaders and I do know that he listens to those folks and he, they pray for him and they pray with him. And that I don't, I remember Billy Graham used to go and pray with the presidents and I appreciate what Billy Graham did. But I've never seen all these Pentecostal preachers around him and Baptist preachers around him. But, and I know they're praying and I know they're trying to give him advice. But I was praying Father, with all of these wonderful things he's saying that are true, 
Lord, we recognize that you are the one that's blessing this nation right now. You, you, with all the chaos, with all the, the evil that's being promulgated, with all of the, the, the just not just sinful things, but sin on steroids that are being promoted all over this nation, this nation should be being judged right now. It should be. But because of your grace and because of what you have ordained this nation to be in these, in these critical hours, our place in your end-time timetable as the defender of that place, that is the beginning point for you. It's not the be-all, end-all. It's the beginning point. Because Jesus himself said, you go from here. You go way out. You go to the ends of the earth. And, um, but I pray that, I, I was concerned over the past few years, and we prayed as a network, God, don't, please, don't judge us for what we're doing against Israel here. Don't judge us. Please don't. And God gave us the ability to, to see some remnant of that restored and, um, and I know that's why the blessing of the Lord is here, and I, I, don't, I don't want to see us lose that. So we need to continue to pray. I'm praying that over this next year there isn't some shoot yourself in the foot that, that causes this nation to go at the election in another way. But um, we need this is a window that God has given us, and we need to work for the night's coming. And what God is releasing to us right now these things that we're talking about with the Father and the ways He's opening doors so that we can quickly go and train and bring disciples in continents and in, in the nations where we've been and in new nations that are going to unveil themselves in the year this year. Uh, we, we absolutely have to work, and we pray that the window will remain open because once it shuts... The, the forces of wickedness are poised right now to try to undo a lot of things and to thumb their nose at God. And when that happens, watch out. Now, I'm not speaking doom and gloom, but again, I'm not also, I'm not speaking kingdom now either. Because kingdom now used to say, you know, all that stuff in the book of Revelation, we could change that, which is ludicrous. But that's what they believe. What the Bible says is going to happen is going to happen. What we have to do is work for the night is coming. And we have to believe that the enemy who's trying to change the times and seasons, which Daniel said he would try to do in the end time, will not surreptitiously be able to change this window that God has allowed us to be his saints and his servants. Because we've got to get this established for when the night comes, these indigenous outposts have to be faithful. They have to be calling unto the Lord. They have to be ministering. So we've got a job to do. And um, I just pray that that window will stay open. And I believe that, it, I believe that God will allow it to be. But we, just, we need to keep praying. We prosuke and deasis for those who have rule over us. And we need to ask, God, don't, don't let some stupid thing happen. I remember when I first came here just Yankee, from the north. And there was an election here for the governor. And Clayton Richards 
was going to run against, no, Clayton. It was Ann Richards and Clayton. What was Clayton's last name? Anybody remember? You remember them. What was it, Scott? Clayton Williams. <laughs> Man, he's listening. And, you know, Ann Richards was trailing in the polls until Clayton Williams said one of the stupidest things he could ever say. And I'm not going to say what it, what it is here on these holy lines. But he said something that was just good old boyish, and you want to talk about me too, up your nose? I mean, he said it, and once he said that, he was done. And probably, <laughs> if he really was that way, he shouldn't have been governor anyway. But um, if you'll send your best offering in, I'll write and tell you what he said. <laughs> you can look it up anyway. But that lost him the election. And I remember, uh, you know, I, had, I was here. I remember that uh, Tim Lohr, when he came down to interview as the music minister, he was very staunchly conservative, but he was trying to figure out where we stood. And so he asked me. I got, picked him up at the airport, drove him and Tanya to where they were going to be staying, and he asked me, well, what do you think of your, your governor what do you think of, uh, you know, and he was probing these things. And I, I said, what do you really want to know? <laughs> he said, do I support that? No, I don't support that. He said, good, neither do I. <laughs> that was funny. Tim was a sly fellow. He probably still is. But anyway, um, I just pray that over this next year, one of those moments doesn't happen. Or some just ridiculous thing doesn't happen that can be fomented and burn up. Because, again, you know, I'm not, I don't have a political agenda. I have a Christian agenda. And I know that there are a lot of forces that want to be in control to, to take away the things that we know God wants. And so um, we just need to work for the night's coming. We have a job to do, and we have a window of opportunity. Time is moving quickly, and um, I'm, I'm just grateful for what the Father is giving of himself, the way the Father is giving of himself, because I know that this visitation of the Father is different, again, than anything that I can recall. Um, not that I'm the sum total of understanding. That's not what I imply. But, um, and I know that's not true. But, um, but the way the Father is just manifesting himself now. He's, he's manifested himself in the past, but now it's, it's more like a, like a father with his child, and he's walking with us. Before it was the fear of the Lord. It was his love drawing us and it was him supervising and leading, you know, and it was just so awe-inspiring. I, I, I'm somewhat uncomfortable with the kindness of God because I'm not used to him, his heart being this way in the natural. 
I'm used to it in prayer, and but but to 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 see this, the the entire dynamic of the spirit realm has changed, where you're used to seeing angels or the Lord would graciously show Himself, or you know there'd be these kind. I've never I've never seen the Father manifest Himself in the house, and that's happening now, and I know that means something because there's nothing bigger than that. There's nothing coming beyond that. You know what I mean? You know, who's, who's going to come that's bigger than him? So we need to rejoice that I think that the Father is now ready to, to inhabit this temple. And, and I believe that there are going to be ways that he's going to be moving among his saints and... Uh, uh, with that in motion, there, the, things are going to be uh, expanded in the way the angelic moves, in the way the Lord shows Himself, in the way the Spirit moves. I mean, it's 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 the days of Isaiah, and um, where I saw the Lord, His train filled the temple. It's the days of Ezekiel when he saw the wheel within the wheel. The the, the, the ways of God moving both ways at the same time and the angelic, the, the cherubs there. Uh, we've had bits and pieces and tastes of that. There have been times where God takes us into the heavens and times where he's just visited us and in, in, in wonderful ways. But for him to be dwelling in the way he is is, is astounding. So we need to continue to allow God to move in grace in our spirit we need to we need to redouble our efforts in praying in the spirit we need to uh, we need to proscuneo and not not take that for granted and we need to recognize that we're being built up uh, into something that God has ordained from the foundation of the world and um, this is uh, this is just a wonderful confluence of his timing and his ways and the things he's taught and the things that he's building upon now and the opportunities and all of these things here but we've got to be faithful and we can't we can't forget the things that were begun in us he that began had begun a good work in us is faithful to complete it the things you felt when you first committed yourself to God in this way are still alive and you know you may have drifted you may have fallen i know i've i've gone through ups and downs and everybody in here has but god is not forgotten and you are here and his long suffering has kept you and we need to let his his breath blow upon that earnest of the spirit and we need to move with him and that's what he wants, and that's what's going to happen. So I just speak blessing to you, and I thank you for all that you uh, all that you continue to offer to the Father. I thank from this house. We thank our Saints Network family, our 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 brothers and sisters who stand alongside us, and we are privileged to stand alongside you. And. Uh, I, I speak blessing over our mission for this year that every step would be guarded over and defended 
and led by his light and his wisdom and I pray that God will keep us from falling uh, now into him that is faithful to keep you from falling you know that wonderful song that 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 benediction um, may may we fulfill what the fathers ask us to do as individuals and as a people so God bless you all thanks for tuning in tonight thanks for being here everybody and uh, have a wonderful night in Jesus name amen <laughs>